swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. Right then, right then, right then, we are back once again. This is Tramir, the uh, unofficial Tramir Rovers podcast in association with the uh, Tramir Rovers Supporters Club, our official sponsors. Um, not much to talk about, is there really? Paul and Jake, joined by the official panel as ever. Paul Harper, J.K. or myself, Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. Paul Harper, what's your Twitter? Paul Harper, your two for the abuse. Yep, and Jake? At J.K.O.H. Sorry, I've got something. Yeah, so... Someone tried to call me, and I'm using my phone because I'm away. Not much, um, not much to talk about, is the Paul? Really, have you, have you got anything you want to? No, not really. Oh, hang on. Should say that uh, this podcast is free to listen to. By the way, <laughs> oh, you having a dig? <laughs> you having a little? He's having a. He's having a dig, isn't he? Oh, he couldn't. Couldn't let it go. Tongue in cheek. Couldn't let it go, could you? That was tongue in cheek. Mm, well, it's a bit vindictive. Well, let's give him a plug straight off off the bat. Go on. Um, trip to the main, Matt Jones. No, and Matt, no, no, you can't spit it. No, Matty Horton. You've already stuck the blade in the back. Yeah. Give you uh, two fifty a month or whatever it is. What for that? Is it Patreon? Is it on Patreon? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to the first one. It was very good. So if you want to listen it? to proper journalists talking about Tramia, then listen, listen to, to this. That. Oh, I thought you meant. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about us. Jake sat on a park bench. We'll be here and free. <laughs> yeah. For as long as and, any expletives. Don't think so, no. Well, here's one, here's one for free for you. <laughs> Fucking bollocks. There you go. There's, you can have them swear words for free. Um, I've Not just, worth paying for. <laughs> just, I've just thought of something. Yeah, we, we were struggling with something. We got relegated, didn't we? Kind of. Yeah. On points per game. PPG. PPG. Something that didn't exist until... It basically is a much... And imagine this... A much more convoluted method of deciding something than the Duckworth-Lewis method in cricket. And to say that uh, there's a more convoluted method of deciding something than the Duckworth-Lewis method is... You know, it was um, Jack Duckworth off Coronation Street who came up with it, apparently. Who's the Lewis? Uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Great balls of fire, Jerry Lewis. Okay. Interesting combo. Don't Google it, because it's no, no point. Like, there's no... You know, people you don't believe everything you read on the internet. You either straight up There you go, Jake Keogh knows what's what's worth it. If you want to subscribe to my Patreon where I give you the, the news breaking celebrity news, <laughs> then uh, yeah, fifty quid a minute it costs. 
Should should say that cricket is a game that um, has a tendency not to finish, whereas football season generally finishes. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And then you have, and at the end of the season, you can't really global pandemic. Yeah, or or if you're in the championship or the Premier League, or Mm. if you're in the fucking playoffs of the league. So let's just dive straight into it. Things that have annoyed me and everyone. These teams. Uh, Fleetwood, to be fair, they vo- they wanted to play on, didn't they? They voted play on. They said we want to play on. Wickham, uh, who else? Port- Portsmouth. The Portsmouth voted to play on, did they? Yeah, Portsmouth voted to play on as well. Did they? So, apparently, apparently. So Wickham, and who's the other playoff team? Oxford. Oxford. Yeah, they'd have notes. So Ox- Oxford and um, Wickham both go. Ooh. Same as all the League Two ones, by the way. Cheltenham, Northampton, Colchester. Yeah. Um, th- they all voted going, can't finish the season. Can't League Two, it's more of an issue, isn't it? League Two teams going, can't afford to finish the season. Can't can't do it behind closed doors. Can't do it. We need to stop it. But we can play in the playoffs and get promoted, though. Like, no. If you like, The simple fact should have been, if you voted saying, finish the season, then your season is finished. You are not eligible to make the playoffs. That should have been a simple... Like, these fucking rules. These people at the EFL, they're, they're so... Like, I always presume these people at the EFL, the same as the Premier League people, are just brain-dead buffoons who've never had a real job in their life. All they ever do... It's like these people who... They get sacked, you know, from like... I don't know, like... Remember Adam Crozier? He was a buffoon at the FA when Palios was there. He got sacked for being an idiot. And he walks in and gets the job as the CEO of like Royal Mail. Fucks them yeah. up for like six years. You know, now you can't even send a small letter without them going, oh, you're going to have to weigh it. You're going to have to weigh the letter. Oh, it's going to cost you four quid. Four quid? I'm trying to send, like, honestly, like, what's the point? Like, oh, stamps? How much is a stamp now? 50 quid? It's just... And then he, I don't know what he's doing now. I could Google Adam Crozier, and he's probably a CEO at Blue Starbucks or something like that. On You know, these people, Paul, they, they've got no idea what real life is. They've got no... You know, they're even football... This Rick Paddy guy? Like, how did he get the job? Yeah, he was sort of CEO at Liverpool when he for a bit. Yeah. I seem to remember, but... I mean, the whole thing is just... Leaves a very sour taste in the mouth. Because, oh. um, I mean, I don't know why clubs... I mean, I can understand why clubs have been asked to put together some proposals as to, like, a fair way of of trying to trying to finish the season or whatever. But they shouldn't be. They shouldn't have to decide and vote. No, because it's bollocks. Football clubs will vote for whatever suits them best. They will. And you know, you said Oxford and Wickham voted to stop playing. They stopped. They wanted. They voted to stop playing because they knew they'd be in a playoff and they'd have a chance of going up. Yeah. For me, one of the seasons in that vote is a situation in itself is just as corrupt as anything yeah. in the EFL. Just they're just no backbone there at all. I know it wouldn't have changed the grand scheme of things, but it may have put a bit more pressure on them because they obviously weren't sure how everyone else was going to vote. It should have been, for me, like a term and condition that if you want to play in the playoffs, you've got to vote to continue the season because that is that is you're still playing football matches. Yeah, yeah. the playoffs is if you, you want to. It should be a, a mandatory thing that if you vote to end the season. You lose your spot in the playoffs. Seventh place will take it yeah. because you're, you've ended the season. You've said the next 
whoever the next team is who voted to play, they can have your spot because they're happy to play football. Yeah. We could have made the playoffs, you know. Yeah, we would have. We've got automatics. <laughs> Mathematically. I remember saying that after the Blackpool game. I think we had 30 points to play for, and I'm sure we were about 28 points off, I think. D- Jake, but, can confirm, hey, Jake did say that to me at full time in the Blackpool game. Tap me on the shoulder. Anything can happen. And I said, you're being, ca- uh, being op- cautiously optimistic. It is. I, I, he's just summed up what I just said, that if you voted, it should have been the term and condition. But, like, again, these people at the EFL, they're too fucking thick to think of these things. Should have been. If you're voting to end the season, then you are going, OK, the season has ended for us as a football club. No more games. Not, yeah, we can play the playoffs. It's bollocks. Can't do that. I came up with an analogy, Paul. It's not perfect. Someone said it's nearly perfect, but you need a bit more, but I haven't thought of any more. And it's the equivalent of, imagine there's 23 patients in a hospital ward. Okay, different degrees of health. Some healthy, but, you know, being kept in. Others, we were basically down there, weren't we, until a month before the season finished. A death's door. And we were ready to accept it. But then, towards the next few weeks, we won three games, and suddenly we started to feel much better. And suddenly, we were in much better health, even though our position didn't show it, than the teams above us who were losing. Yeah. And then at that point, when they've gone, oh, wait there, we're closing the hospital, and I tell you what, we're going to let all the patients vote for who lives and dies. And you go, well, hang on a minute, I'm in better health than him, even though I'm blown. Like, you know, I've been getting much better. Look at, <laughs> look at, my, look at my health going up, and look at theirs going down. Obviously, Everyone's forgetting... Graham in bed nine was choking on his soup last night yeah. on his last legs. That's Wimbledon. That's AFC Wimbledon in bed. Yeah. And there's Graham Roch- in bed nine gets to go and Mark, yeah. Mark's just got a bullet in the back of the head. The, yeah, and no, it's literally going. I'll tell you what though, us doctors whose job it is aren't going to decide who lives and dies. We're going to let the patients vote for who you think. <laughs> well, you do, oh, I wonder if the person one place above is going to go, do you know what? I'll die. You, you deserve it. No, they're going to... Like... It's ridiculous. It's again. It's like any quiz shows where they go, "Do you want to split the money or do you want to keep it?" Well, I'm fucking keep the. <laughs> it's human nature to protect yourself, and especially in the situation we're in, it should never, in a million million years, have ever been put to the clubs. What is the point of having a governing body? Why are we even in the EFL if they're not going to make the decision? It would have been easier to take. It's still annoying if the EFL had said, "This is what we're doing." But I think it's it's another way of them trying to get out of any legal issue in it because they can be like. We, it wasn't our decision. Yeah. I mean, like, the total lack of leadership has been appalling. And it's not just with this. You've seen it at the start of the season with Bolton and Berry, And, you know, whatever you think of those two clubs and those two situations at the time, it should have been sorted before the, se- before the ball was kicked this season. And it wasn't. It dragged on and on and on. And nobody at the AFL did anything to... Hey, help those two clubs. Palios did more, by all accounts, Palios did more to help Berry than the EFL. But too, to help all the other clubs, because we were, like, not knowing whether there was going to be a game on a Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, we you get in the blank uh, Saturdays in the, in the schedule and stuff. And the AFL just uh, just ignored it, really. People kind Hoped of for- go away. People forget now. There's someone with a lot of cash had uh, come in and take him over. Yeah, was it four weeks into the season when they finally expelled him? Three or four weeks, wasn't it? First week of September. Yeah. yeah, so like literally a month of the season had gone by the time they expelled him. And like these teams, and the first few games were only ab- like um, abandoned or called off. Um, a day or two before the games, I'm sure the first game of the season was only called off. 
on the Thursday or the yeah, Friday, wasn't it, for them? Before. But, like, so what was the plan? Like, who these people at the DFL, what, what, honestly, I'll go back to it, what do they do? Day in, day out, these people at the DFL, Rick Paddy and all his cronies, getting paid hundreds of th- millions probably at the top and hundreds of thousands all the way down. What are they doing? What do they do? What have they done in the last, other than come to the playoff finals and get a free ticket and a free meal and wear, you know, stupid suit? Who wears a suit for I'd, football? I'd quite like to know. Right. I fully understand some clubs. I remember Rick Parry, and this is actually unbelievable now. I remember at the start of maybe sometime February, March, seeing on Twitter after an interview, after a statement or an interview from Rick Parry, that Rick Parry had come out and said that um, clubs can fully expect to finish the season behind closed doors. And then people like Andy Holt come out, which is fair enough, he's got the best interest of Athens and Stanley. And he says, we can't afford to do that, which it is what it is. Yeah. But then, DFL, they strike up these Sky deals, they strike up these other deals, they get money coming in from the Premier League. Can they not subsidise clubs? What outgoings, and I might be wrong here, but I don't know, what outgoings do the DFL have? It's an interesting Are they not just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting on a on a fat wad of cash. Could they not have helped subsidise some clubs so that the season could be finished? Because I couldn't tell you. Obviously, insurances and things, but that won't weigh up anywhere near the amount of money they must have coming in. What the? I'd love to see the AFL's bank balance. And he said it costs what 140 grand per team. But that was that was they um, could pay that without putting a dent in. And I imagine. I think that was actually like. Darren McCartney will probably talk about later the, the Peterborough chairman has been very vocal about things he's I think he poo-pooed I think it might have been I think it was a little bit lower than that he said the, it would I think it was between 100 and 140 it was 140 max I think wasn't it and he said you could, you could do it for as low as 100 depending on because straight away things like you don't need the police which cost a hell of a lot of money every game don't they none of them yeah. they're too busy letting Nazis you know do swastikas down in London aren't they Topical, some topicals for another football. one while we're on it yeah. while we're on it everyone on Twitter calling them footy lads oh. how is that what because they support a football team a few of them might support cricket teams why aren't they fucking cricket lads the problem why is why are they football lads it's that they're not football lads they're EDL yeah it's the systematic thing of these they're, they're thugs they're stupid dickhead thugs and it, it proves that like doing every major tournament and England fans go and there's murder and stuff like that and people go oh it's it's England fans it's like it's not the England fans it's these people and they will latch on to any event they can to go and cause murder if it's England playing in at a European championship in France they'll go you'll notice there was no trouble in Russia with England fans because they knew they'd get fucking their heads kicked in by the Russian nutters over there so everyone was quiet it's when they it's like they go down to London they go oh you know like these people They've seen that guy who was who, um, urinated on the great the memorial for the cop who got killed in 2017 at the terrorist attack. Yeah, he's been arrested today and arraigned in court and found guilty of a like, public disorder or something like that, public indecency. And he said, "I had 16 pints between Friday night and Saturday day, didn't sleep." And is like his lawyer said. To be fair to him, he said he knew he was there to protect statues, but he didn't know which ones. So there you go. Tell you what you were there for. You were there to get pissed up, tanked up, and act like the knobheads they are. And either way, how is that protect? He was 
protecting it by putting a force field of piss around it so no one would go near it. You want to protect the statue? <laughs> How is that protecting it? You want to talk about statues? Kaido Adijayi, when he was playing for us up top, he was like a statue, wasn't he? Didn't move. Scored that volley against Dagnum. Oh, it was a Burton he scored that volley against. Burton. Mama Sidibe. Mama, Mama Sidibe. Whatever. Didn't that was another statue. We want more bad savages, don't we? More Enochs. More dancers. You just digress quite a bit. Yeah. Well, Paul, it's depressing this, isn't it? What's happened? So, like, back to how much we hate the EFL at the minute um, and the other clubs. A lot of there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter. Like any time, Palios or Tram or you know a Tramia, like Nigel Adley, you know, like any like high profile Tramia fan has tweeted something about stuff, especially before the decision when you know we were going. Oh, Palios is they've come up with this alternative um, plan. A couple of them, Rotherham fans were always the first to pipe up, going, "Shut up, PPG's great," and it's like, mm, "Well, of course you're going to say that." Because they were th- people forget about this. They've been promoted. They were three points clear of eighth place, Rotherham. Three yeah, points clear of eighth, and yet they've been automatically promoted. Their manager, Paul Warren, I really like him. He seems like a great bloke. Yeah, really does seem like guy. a good guy. But he's come out and said stuff like, "No one's even congratulating us." I was like, "Well, no, because you haven't, you haven't For achieved. You haven't won anything. You, won you anything. were a loss away from mid-table. Yeah, you've been arbitrarily promoted." Like, here's another thing. So now, I thought the other day, Coventry and Rotherham both got automatically promoted. We beat Coventry away and drew at Rotherham. Should have beat Rotherham away as well. We, we we deserved, at the very least, a point. Coventry, let's not talk about that game because it's absolute... You know, I keep saying it's the Brinks-Matt heist of football matches. Best way to win. No, it isn't. <laughs> Give you a 4-0 win, Paul. Them last three aways that I went to that we won... Could we not have just won okay, them by more than one football. game, like one goal? Like the Shrewsbury game, like that was a roller coaster. Oh, Accrington, we were two 0 up. Why did we have to concede that silly own goal? And then don't get me started on that second half away at Blackpool. Thought it was going to die at one point. Hor- Jake wasn't it hor- just they were just bombarding our goal with crosses. And you know what? Like I thought, I, I was watching it thinking to myself, we're doing all right. Like. Yeah, but we're keeping them out. We're doing all right. And then that centre-mid picked one up and it's a 40 yards. Yeah, it's a screamer, wasn't it? flew in and I was like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's straight like, away, everyone just fell for Now, now they don't have to break us down. They're just scoring from anywhere. I, I can see what I can see what's also happened. They'll listen to one from the halfway line in five minutes. And doesn't then it seem we like, to. Seems like a lifetime ago, that game, doesn't it? The Blackpool game. What a game. Three months ago, wasn't it? Three months. Three months yesterday. Fucking hell. Blimey. Yeah. Same's wrong, what a player. Yeah, yeah, same he's left. Like, every, he, all I've seen this I week think is... he's finally found himself. <laughs> yeah. then, oh. All I've seen this week is players tweeting, like, all our lone players going, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Unlucky. Yeah, it's just like, oh, a whole team falling apart. It's, all um, the great signings we made in January. Yeah, it was just getting into form, just going, oh, sorry about that, see you later. <laughs> well, this is the thing with PPG is that it it calculates how we did for the last thirty four games. It doesn't take anything into consideration in terms of form and the January transfers and the teams we had to play. We had the three teams just above us to play. Yeah, in the next three games, no, we take much. points off all of them, and they're sucked way below us. Well, and we had a game in hand. 
Yeah. In the form table in the last six games, in the form table, Tramia Rovers are ninth. And on points per game, we are the third worst. We're in one points per game, we're 21st. But that's, as you say, over 34 games. If there was some sort, if there was, I don't know how weighted points per game works, but if it was weighted somehow for who you've got to play in the form you're in, I'm sure we'd have stayed up because, as I say, in that last, in the in the sixth game form table, Tramia Rovers were ninth. So, does that stand for nothing in the last six games we've performed mm-hmm. better than 14 other teams? Well, even like you look back at the last, the last four games, we drew one and won three. Last three games, we'd won three on the bounce away from home. Uh, it's. I mean, before that, we were absolute dog shit. But oh, if you go back, like if you just spoke to me, even after that, like we, I, well, I was resigned to being relegated, and I, I've said we deserve I it. We've, we've been poor, and I, I saw no way out of it at all. I just thought we, you know, it was after it was at Doncaster turns over three nil alone that midweek. Remember? Because yeah. we, we'd had a few, we'd had a few close ones, and we just turn of the year, we got beat two one alone by Ipswich. We really didn't deserve to lose that game. We lost 1-0 yeah. at home to Sunderland. Yeah. Excuse me. And we really didn't deserve to lose them. And they're annoying, but then, like, the Doncaster 3-0, where we, ju- we just weren't threatening, where we at all. We we yeah. scored. That's uh, where your, your line players came in. Yeah. And the, the Cooks. Then there was the... Bo- some goals. There was the Bolton debacle, which was just, like, the, the worst performance I've seen since since the Welling game, probably that, you know. Really that bad? I, it was. You, were you there? You were there, Paul, weren't you? No, I didn't go. You're not Thankfully, allowed. I was. I was moving out that day, so. God, you picked a fucking uh, good day. Morgan Feeney. I, I had the oh. ticket and give it away. Thankfully. Yeah, I forgot. He, he'll go down and try me a folklore, won't he? He's one of them players played. Played an hour. Yeah, played one, lost one. Yeah, Fuck. it was absolutely... Just there got... is a lot of them in Trammy history, by the way, played one, lost one. Do you know what? I've, I've just remembered I've got some 48 of them in the League 2 season. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, all, they all come from top clubs as well, don't they? Yeah, and they'll probably go on to uh, play at the highest level. Jackson's another one. Morgan Feely didn't. Where did he come from? Prem teams, I mean. He was Everton, weren't he, Feely? I found... Um, yeah, come from a bang. bang I found... I found that match-worn long-sleeve Ify Nora shirt the other day. <laughs> I was thinking we should give it away somehow on this podcast. Um, wait there, let me... Right, you just keep... I'm going to dig it out. It's behind me and me. I'm in the new office here as well, so let me... I've put, I put it somewhere yesterday. I can't remember where I put it. It's not going to be hard to find, though, is it? It's bright yellow. One of those uh, coloured cupboards behind you. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be like finders keepers. I'm going to try and go and get it. Give me a sec. So yeah, just uh, carry on the conversation and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's f- so frustrating because we'd finally come into a little bit of form and then COVID happens and oh my word, he's found it. <laughs> oh my word, it's Hibbert, he's got a shirt. But no, um, then do you know what? Like I didn't, I didn't believe at any point, as Matt said, like resigned to going down. I did not believe at any point we could stay up until I was driving home from Blackpool. Yeah. The last and game I was at was... Little uh, did I know Bristol the was already over. That was the 0-0 Bristol Rovers, wasn't it? Bristol Rovers at home and it was just... Terrible. Like, it was the coldest night. It was dreadful. We should have got beat by two or three. They had a chance yeah. right at the end, indeed. He rolled it just wide. Yeah. And like, after that, I was just like, what's the point? Well, we had, no... was, was the game after that, we were supposed to have a home game where we got called off. Fleetwood. Fleetwood at home. 
and then the Tuesday after that was Shrewsbury, wasn't it? Which do you know what you look back at turning points? That Blacker Taylor goal. Like it's, that's another well, reason Black why they, they're the return of Ellis because I mean I love Manny Montham we all do but he really got sloppy hadn't he? Mm. he, he we've been saying on here the last two or three months before leading up to that that we lack a bit of leadership we lack a bit of experience in the back and then Mark Ellis comes in I mean we didn't expect him to score two goals <laughs> but, um, he added that kind of stability at the back and obviously popped away some important goals to help two goals from a combined distance of one yard yeah exactly poachers finishes that's what we need yeah that's what makes it just all the more annoying doesn't it we'd finally found a system and a team that was working it was gelling you had Vaughan and Ferrier up top but then you had Cookie who played the night at Shrewsbury and it was like between them three there's something there. They're all different types of players. And playing them either one up top, two up top, one slightly behind. It was working. Kieran Morris was, you know, playing brilliantly. Connor was back in the team. Connor came on at last 20 minutes of Shrewsbury and changed the game back in our favour. And then he st- I think he st- did he start at Accrington, I think. Um, he definitely started at Blackpool. So it was one of them where vital players were coming back in and they were hitting form and they were fully fit at the right time. The defence solid as a rock all of a sudden with, you know... Um, Ellison Clark. Yeah, and then do you remember, we went three three centre-halves, didn't we, towards... Because Manny Monte was playing left-back, wasn't he, at the end of Blackpool? Yeah. Do you remember he made a few yeah, he made he a few shocking errors again that had our hearts in our mouths? Did we have... Was, did Rydell just go to centre-half, I presume? Or something must have happened. I think Rydell might have been... Well, did, he get, did he get injured? What, well, um I'm trying to think of how we, how we finished the game. I think it was a four of Wilson, Monte, Ellison, Monte left back. But makes yeah, I think it was you know. <laughs> and then we had midfield. It was, it was the, I'm trying to think of midfield was Woodyard, Connor Jennings, Kieran Morris. Who else was it? Perkins? Perkins had come back in. Perkins had been dropped because he was poor by his own high standards, and he'd come back in and just was like the old Perky again. He perked up for want of a better phrase, and so it was just. Like I honestly, like Jake, we've said before, me and Jake agreed on it that, in my opinion, we were down. You know, after the Bristol Rovers, we were down. But I honestly believe we'd have stayed up. I and mean, you speak to anyone who was anyone who was at them last three games, or even just you know didn't have to be at them. You could tell from everyone knew someone who was at the games, or you either watched it on iFollow or whatever. Like the way we were playing, the form, the momentum, that full time at Blackpool felt like we felt like we, I, didn't I, feel like we were top of the league. It was mental. I tweeted about that the other day and it got quite a lot of attention, I'm guessing, from people who were at the game. And do you know what? Like, the celebration of full time was like we'd already done it. it the celebration of full time was like we'd stayed up. The, t- yeah. like, the, t- the tide had turned, atmosphere, hadn't it? Yeah, like, I, I, put in, I put on the tweet on the other day that we turned, like, that squad had, had realised at that moment that they've turned the corner and it was like for the first time in a long time you could see the belief of we are good enough we are we are going to do this and like I, them pictures show a lot of emotion for, on the Twitter quote tweeted but I don't still don't think it justifies the emotion of like 
you, you literally you can't put it into words. But the, when they were coming to the bottom of the stands, you could see the emotion of how much them three wins had meant to the players and how much like that dressing room needed that and how big of an effect it was having on us positively. And it's uh, points per game would never ever be able to to quantify that. Bollocks, momentum. I say it all the time, like with with Beachwood. Momentum's a hell of a thing. And I say it all the time. And it's it's dangerous momentum. When when it's against you, it's dangerous. When it's with you, it can take you mi- it can take you miles. Momentum took Lincoln to the qu- uh, FA Cup quarterfinals, didn't it? Momentum took us up last year. Yeah, I said that. I said on the crest of a wave from the first year. But um yeah. I mean, do we do we think this is the end of it though? Because uh, obviously we're recording this Monday evening. Chairman's just put a little statement out on the uh, on the old interweb. Yeah, literally just before we start. We've seen uh, we've seen decisions overturned in other countries. Well, France, Belgium, which uh, Scot- kind of set a precedent, don't you think? Scotland at the minute, isn't it? Hearts and Partick Thistle are both. Yeah. Going for it, it is right, Paul. I've I've tried to read up on this as much as I can, like from a from a law perspective i've what i watch law and order um you know mainly <laughs> special nice mainly thing. special victims unit but I've, I've picked up enough courtroom stuff it's <laughs> i i honestly it, it does seem that from a legal standpoint we've got a really strong case of they cannot do this mm. like they they cannot you, they've changed their rules they're claiming haven't they, that the clubs voted to change the rules mid-season yeah that isn't from again by their own laws of the EFL that when we signed up to this because every season you have to register to play in your league and you are by doing that you are agreeing to go by their rules. The rules set at the start of the season they cannot do what they've just done. Like they can't. It's not just that. It's from a just not a fair play perspective. But what's going on in the world right now? Everyone is struggling. Do you know what I mean? Even people who were before this doing well in life and whatever. This has caused everyone to knuckle down and go, right, we, everyone needs to tighten our belts. We all need to look after one another. How, how can we help each other out? And yet, this whole situation has happened. And this, this, this is the thing. Again, there's teams there that are thinking, like, Akronson Stanley, Andy Holt has gone quiet on Twitter for the last month, hasn't he? He used to be on every day, tweetering away. Hasn't said not a peep out of him because he knows he's a hypocrite if he comes out because he knows he's a yeah. hypocrite now because he everything he was saying and yet he voted to end the season but he's looking after Akronson Stanley it should never again without going back to the same point it should yeah, never ever in, it should never circle. have been allowed to go to let's let the clubs vote it's like let let the turkeys vote for Christmas it's bollocks you can't do it yeah. based on talk, just talking coming back to the statement. I think we're 100% going to court. Oh, I mean... Because if you look at the past few weeks, I can tell you now, Nicola Palios does not give a flying flip-flop Jesus. that that the EFL turned our, post off, turned our comments off on Instagram. She could not care less, but them statements will all look great in court in a month. Exactly. For everything the EFL's done wrong. So let's absolutely blow it out the water that they turned the comments off. Let's be honest. If, if anyone actually gives a fuck, you need to grow up. Because I I wasn't phased one bit that they turned the comments off. But it'll look good in court. Yeah, because it's, 
it's it's again it's against their policies. So it's just another thing they've done against the policies. That statement about um, letting twenty members of staff go that absolutely did not need to be made public. But it looks good when you go to court. Yeah, that statement about the Riverdale. None of that needs to be made public. No. But it all looks great when you take it to court. It's like all that stuff that we've been doing, like all the positive stuff since since football has been finished. The stuff that I mean, we're not. I'm not as. Um, I don't think the Palliasses are like the the total saints that a lot of people paint them to be. And Joe and like the blind loyalty, but no, the far stuff from it, but exactly intelligence. Yeah, and but like the stuff they've done and they they've done for the community and the stuff that they have done and obviously they own the club, so it's their decisions to help the, the community out and people in need. Whilst all this has been going on over the last three months, I don't think there's another club. Certainly, maybe not. There's some Premier League clubs, but it's you know, what's money's a drop in the ocean to them, isn't it? Even during this, for a club that hasn't got much money, all our resources and time has been put into helping the needy out. How can we help out people who need help right now? And again, it just feels so unjust. It's like we've done so much here to try and help people who need it. People have grouped together. Everything the club's just done over the last few years, we've we've literally dragged ourselves back to where we were, and we're just getting shit on by everyone else. All these other football clubs, the football family, the fucking football family doesn't exist. It never did. It was a, it was a, a lie, a blag. It was a thing that they put out there when the other oh, football families come together. These clubs don't care about us, and we shouldn't care about them. And I fully agree that, like, any time yeah. now we, we play any of these clubs, again, whenever it is, give them hell, because they deserve it. Don't put a single penny into that. When we go away, if we go away to these football clubs, we voted for it, like, in future, do not put a single penny behind that bar. I know we all want to Do you know pint. what? Honestly, the level of shithousery. Oh, yeah, exactly. The other day, for a scene, and you know what? I would love it. The old put, go on the supporters, coaches, go on the coaches, Go down to the away, go down to the ground so you get the way out, but don't go the game. And everyone just go the bars and the pubs around, say around Cambridge, go the bars and the pubs around whatever teams we end up at, and do not go in the ground, do not give them clubs money. I would love, I would be never been so proud of Tramier in my life if we didn't take a single away fan to a game for the next season. See, and just, but we had 500 people in in pubs in Rotherham. In weather, in weather, Absolutely incredible. That is that kind of shit. I could get behind. I'll, I'll do go for me and everything to get behind that. That is, See, that is unbelievable. I, I, we were watching one phone, one bloke with a phone with the eye follow. Yeah. yeah. See, I, 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 right. I can see that, and I can see how good that would be. But I feel like we're that important as a fan base, especially at away games. That like we like we could do more good. Admittedly, look. It would be annoying having to put money into that football club to get in the game. But I think that the way f- is is the compromise is pay pay for your ticket, get in, but do not give any money to them on that concourse. No food, no drink, nothing. Because then you're still in the ground, still supporting the lads. As Jake Imagine. wipes his what eyebrow with what looks like a nettle. <laughs> <laughs> Like a twig. Thing. Someone get him a dog. Is it going on video or just sound? Oh, it's, it's live, mate. We're live on video now. How oh, lovely! <laughs> Hello, world. Hey. 
Yeah, it, Paul, what, what are your thoughts? You're quite, um, yeah, I, I like to think you use the voice of reason sometimes, but what would you, what, how would you feel about, like, um, if it comes to it next season, if we, if we get, you know, say, say we get kept up, so we're back in League One and we have to go to a, uh, just pick one at random. Um, I can't think of a fucking side. A, um, a Rochdale. Or Accrington. We go to Accrington next year. They Then they voted for us, you know, they knew what they were doing. How would you feel? I mean, to be fair, I, mean, I don't really blame the clubs. They voted for their own interests. Trying to put a proposal together for their own interests. I don't mean, think it was ever read properly, was it, by anyone? But, well, no. Guilty. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I blame them. I blame the FL more than I blame other clubs. Anyway, the FL are the ones again who it's it's their job to do this. It's in their power to say this is what's happened, and they just they just fannied out of it. They didn't want to make a decision, like for Switzerland in the war. Ooh, want to be neutral? Don't want to make a decision? And it's your your entire job as a govern. Don't be a governing body. <laughs> like Switzerland in the war. <laughs> don't be a governing body. If you don't want to govern the body, like well, again, I keep going back to it. What do these people, DFL, do all day, every day, other than sit there going, mm, "Wonder if we can get a few more million off Sky for the EFL rights?" There's another thing. Didn't they? They accepted a stupid, a shit deal off Sky last time. Yeah, like they didn't well, even, wasn't a good the bid deal, didn't even did go to tender, did it? They just ex- they accepted whatever it was that Sky done. And BT and like I forget who else it was. Might have been Dazone or someone. Or Dazone are fucked as it is. But whoever it was, they were like, well, you know, you didn't even put it to ten there. Why? And like, there's a golden handshake deal by all accounts. There's no with Sky and EFL over. Yeah. God knows what. This is the thing again. There's probably some bigwig at Sky who now works at DFL or vice versa, and there's a bit of back scratching going on, and or whatever you want to call it, arse licking. Cock sucking Paul, if that's what you're into. That sort of thing. That vulgar stuff you were watching before we came on Skype. I could hear the, you hadn't muted the audio. Bit of Johnny Vaughan and Cockney Rhyme and Slang. And it's just these people at the top, they don't care. They don't care about a football club like Tramia, do they? All they care about is being part of the EFL. It means they can go to any ground you want in the country, get a free ticket, a free meal. And just, God, I hate them. I hate them. I hate what football has become. Matt? I mean, we. Go on. Sorry, go on. Rob Davis Jr. on Twitter asked, beans or, beans or spaghetti hoops on toast? Depends. I had beans on toast for tea. Uh, two, it was two days ago. Saturday night. Saturday night I had beans on toast. Or Friday night, sorry. Lovely it was. Lovely I'm beans like on toast. Spaghetti hoops. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer like the tins with the sausages in as well. Oh, my, Not, not I, just um, on their own, like the little sausages add to the... Add to the <laughs> Um, texture, see? Uh, yeah, te- I probably because t- it all tastes the same. It all just tastes like that little cheap tomato sauce well, thing. Tash, well, Tash yeah, likes the yeah, beans the with texture, the, I suppose. Yeah, little them little pork sausages. Have you ever had the um, all day breakfast in a tin? No, don't try it. It's absolutely. I it's, can't believe you ever tried it. To be I, honest, my brother used to love them when he used to get in from like nights out. He'd have Are you that. Not an only child. No, no, I've got an older brother. Lynn. Learn something new every day. Yeah, Never like you. That. I'm the younger brother in this. Me and you, Jake. The lads. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Brethren. You know how it feels to be the younger brother. Yeah, the, s- the scum. 
The baby in the family. What about you, Paul? Yeah. You've got a brother. Sister. Sister. Older sister. Younger. Oh, so you're the older brother. You're the big evil... Yeah, the one who blames the younger one for everything we're on to you, Paul. This is why we don't like you. Yeah, but finally we're getting... (laughs) Finally everything makes sense, doesn't it? (laughs) We're finally getting our own back. Four years. (laughs) What's your Twitter account again, Paul, for any abuse? (laughs) At Paul Harper 82... any younger siblings out there who've got years of frustration to get off the back? Yeah, tweet at Paul Harper 82. Yeah. It but is Going fun. back to the um, EFL. Oh, please do. I think, um, something that Rick Parry said in the interview after the, um, the vote and stuff had gone through, saying that he wanted consistency through the leagues. <laughs> and he's got, he's got three divisions doing totally different things. I'm glad you brought this up, Paul, because it's another thing that's fucking pissed me off last week. So, yeah, so you've got the championship. We're playing on. Sound. That's what we wanted to do. Then you've got us in League One, PPG, and then you've got League Two, who are saying PPG, but then they're going, mm, maybe we won't relegate Macclesfield and, and Stevenage. And it, it, it's... How can, again, yeah, I- how can the one governing body have th- three different outcomes over the three divisions they govern? Again, if I told you at the start of a season that something like this would happen and only one club in the whole country impacted. would be really like unfairly done by, <laughs> could you have predicted who that club may be? I would have took a wild guess. <laughs> we are the only club getting... Like, you know, Peace were in Sunderland will fight their case, but... Like they're missing out on the chance for promotion. They're not missing out on guaranteed promotion. They're missing exactly. out on the chance of promotion. We are being we are being absolutely shafted. It literally is, like you say. Like pre- there's nothing we can do about it. And we're the only club. <laughs> the Premier League. Everyone else is just quite all right. Really. The Premier League is playing on sound. The Championship is playing on sound. Bolton and Southend were down. They they, they you know they admitted themselves. They were goners. League Two, Stevenage. And Macclesfield, who were fighting it out, doesn't look like there's going to be a relegation. And there's us, like you say, just again, without going back to Paul Harper's sordid pornography that he was watching before we started this, we're being asked to literally bend over and just take it. Take it like a man, Paul. That's what it was, you know what I mean? That's what he was doing. It's what he was, wasn't he? Is it horrible? Looked like Chris Tarrant was in it as well from the bit I saw. But we're just being asked to bend over and like take it. And do you know what? We're not. We're fighting back, Paul. We're trying to reach round, aren't we? We're trying to do a little reach round. Grab old. We're just trying to grab something, anything we can. It's uh, it's all. It's just back. To, let's get back to business. Um, just, I start by you start this. People Jake. paying for this kind of content. <laughs> There's a reason we haven't got a Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon one where we just talk about Tramian, no bollocks, quite literally no bollocks. It's just the most the amount of people who like support other teams who've who've like spoke out about it. Like I posted something just after it happened. I said we got re- we haven't even touched on the fact that it's by zero point zero four of a point, zero point zero four of a point. Like what? I don't understand. If that was an exam, I don't know if you ever had an exam where, or I never did, but I know someone else where in like your GCSEs or in your A-levels or at uni, if you if you get graded and you're 0.04 of a mark off like an A, you can ask for it to be regraded. 
And more often than not, it will get upgraded to an A. Yeah. But then I suppose in all terms, that still wouldn't really work because you'd go back and they'd go through our results and go, yeah, you get no points for that 5-0 loss at Sunderland. Yeah. You get no points for that loss. You can't just find the point for us somewhere in one of the losses. You go, in fact... You, you, can, you can have two points for that draw, go on. We'll let you. We're an F and we've actually downgraded you to unclassified. You spelt your name you know wrong what? on the I, test. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there, actually. Not many teams have gone to Coventry and won. No, that, I, I think we've got to be a four pointer. That's what the, that's the whole point, though, isn't it? Where you go and we drew at Rotherham, so are they not more valuable points than I don't know beating Bolton five 0 at home? Can't we just right? Do you know what? Just give us a point. <laughs> I said this: Liverpool, how many points have they got? Eighty two. They don't need that many points. Can't they mm. donate us some points? Be nice, one. That'd help us out. That you know. Forget it. we don't want your women's team on our pitch. Give us some points. Give us ten of your points. In fact, you know what? They could probably afford to give us. Lives matter. They could genuinely probably afford to give us enough points to put us in the playoffs, and they'd still walk the league, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I think for us to get in the playoffs, we need. Like I said, I think we needed twenty-eight points. That'd leave them only six points behind City, and they, I'm confident they'd catch they're up. Still got to go. They're still got to go to City, haven't they? They, they'd catch that with nine games left. Yeah. Get that fucking um, FSD on the phone now. <laughs> Can we get them on this Skype? Rick Paddy probably knows him, doesn't he? He's probably still well-connected. Scumbag. I've got John Achterberg's number. I'll speak to him. I'll get him to speak to Jürgen. See if we can sort it out. Give us Jürgen's some points. dog goes to the same dog hotel as my brother's dog. Well, there you go. Um, it's a my 60 brother's dog separation. Will, my brother's dog will take his treats off his dog at lunchtime if he doesn't fucking get his shit together. <laughs> This good, this, I mean, this is as good as it's as good as done. This, isn't it? There you go. We sorted it. <laughs> we're sta- the whites are staying up. The whites are staying up. We've waited all this time. We don't know. We could have. You could have sorted it three months ago. Yeah, Paul. Did we have oh, any? Twi- I just crossed my mind. Paul just had a moment of genius. Did we have any um, Twitter correspondence or Facebook correspondence of people's? Imagine quite good-natured. You know, everyone's in high spirits, aren't they at the minute? Do that beans on toast question I asked earlier? That's the sort of stuff I like. Bit of Worcester sauce, bit of Worcester sauce, bit of pepper, load of pepper actually. Yeah, there's another one we can actually rant about because there's something we're good at. John Barnes. Oh yeah, saying that yeah, it wasn't sweet. That he he got sacked and Mickey Mellon just got relegated and he didn't get sacked. Yes, because Mickey Mellon's won a lot of things, Jonathan. He's You've t- never won fuck all. Come <laughs> I don't back. think he won a game when he was on <laughs> manager, did he? Barnsley. Mickey Mellon's won two promotions. John Barnes couldn't win a fucking coin toss. When, when Barnsley... One out of 14. Yeah, Barnsley, come back when you've got back-to-back promotions, you know, and... You haven't got back-to-back wins? <laughs> the thing... The thing with... Uh, how he was so hard done by him, Mickey Mellon... Hasn't been sacked yet. He's that. He's got a nerve, that man. Let me tell you. Yeah. The issue is with this is that when people like him turn things into it's a racial thing, it, it demeans the actual racism that goes on. Him saying that Mickey wasn't sacked because he's white and not black is a preposterous thing to say. Like there is a disproportionately low amount of black and ethnic managers in the game and that does when you look at the amount of pl- you know, professional players there, sh- there should be more what is the Chris Hutton 
Um, I'm just trying to think that literally it's like a handful of the one who went, the one who um, who was at West Brom. I think he might be QPR now. Whoa. He was West Brom's assistant for ages and actually done a good job when he, he got the Darren um, Moore first same job. Darren What's Moore, his name? Darren Moore, That's a fella. I don't think he's a QPR though. Mark Warburton's a QPR, isn't he? But that's an example because yeah, he... Was he it a League One club, I think. No. Is it Burton? Did he take over at Burton? Burton yeah, maybe. Keith um, Kale's another one. Yeah, but it's that thing, like you say, the Darren Moore thing is a point there where he was just sacked um, from West Brom with them in the when playoffs. He yeah, when they, they were doing really well for... Was it Slavin Bilic got it then or did he get it in the summer? Yeah. Someone got, it. but that's the th- 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 But like Darren Moore's got previous. Do you know what I mean? Like unlike Barnes, he's got experience. He was a number two, successful number two for years before. That's John why he Barnes, got a job elsewhere because he's got a CV. John Barnes has got a CV of he pl- I played for Liverpool in England. That's John not Barnes good enough. is the worst Celtic manager of modern times. Like he's the guy yeah, who if you, can't, well, if you can't succeed with Celtic. No, exactly. In a in a one probably not going to work in a Yeah. You're really fucking struggling. He is the guy that, when Celtic got beat by, at the time, remember Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, when they were like a, a second division side, and yeah. Celtic got beat in the cup by them in a, in a game, and it led to the greatest headline ever of Super Cali go ballistic, Celtic are atrocious. <laughs> yeah. You've got one incredibly useless memory, you know. Well, you can't forget and a headline that like that. That's pretty memorable, <laughs> Well, I, I so it was way before Four my time. time. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig it. I'll dig out the um, the photo of the paper. But just the, the Barnes thing is, he'll ne- thing is, he'll never let it go because he will never admit to himself that he's just not good enough as a manager. He, I remember he Jamaica manager and he did okay, but like you know, I don't think he didn't qualify for the Gold Cup. He didn't get into the World Cup. Standards aren't that high at Jamaica. No, and you just feel like someone John Barnes is because he's got such a high status within the game. He's got a very high opinion of himself player. as well. Yeah, to a degree, and because he comes out and says some of these things, it puts kind of a higher sort of level of interest to it. Yeah, do, and do you know really. I think 99% of anyone who knows anything about football knows that he got sacked because we were shit. And if he thinks that a white person couldn't have done a better job, Les Parry, the fucking physio, kept the team up. So, Yes, it says a lot when you're replaced by a physio and he does a better job than you. It's you've a got shame. A, you've got a great point there, Paul. Because like, he you makes... know you're a good manager if there's physios with better records. He makes good points with regards to the, the, you know, the, the racism, and obviously it's it's huge at the minute. It's a, it, it's you know, it's terrible what's going on, and it, it, hopefully it will lead to change. And he, he's, a lot of the time, uh, when when he's not talking about the football side of things, he's very eloquent and speaks very well. But then yeah, he goes and undoes all that when he he brings the football stuff into it. And references think, himself, and you just think, yeah, this I is, think doing it on Twitter as well with supporters doesn't sort of. No, it's not. You've got to choose the hill to die on, haven't you? And that's not if. It's You've got to, you've got to choose your battles, and yeah, it, it's. Because, you know, like I say. I think one he, thing having a sort of intelligent conversation, you know, on the TV or, you know, doing his punditry or whatever, um, you know, having a discussion with. Know, fellow football people or whatever, but there's another thing arguing with Joe Bloggs off the off the street on Twitter. I mean, Paul Harper eighty two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah. I think uh, Andy Rabo last night um, probably did him a big favour and just said, put the phone down. Forget about it. I tell you what, mate, when Andy Rabo is the If you want to pick it up again tomorrow, do it, but you're not doing yourself no favours. He was so well regarded as a as a footballer. Yeah. You know, probably one of my favourite players growing up as well. He's but become a bit of a laughing stock, hasn't just, he, in football? He's just kind of, he's, he's just dragging himself down by yeah. getting into petty arguments like that. And like I said, when Andy Robert was the voice of reason, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, indeed. The King of Rock Ferry. So, Paul, any more thoughts on the, the whole... I think we've t- we've touched on pretty much all uh, the talking points, haven't we? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, we could rant and rant and rant. I don't think it's... Are you going to do us any favours? And... Um, not give us headaches. No. Um, but it's not going to change anything. The only thing that's going to change is uh, Mark and Nicola um, possibly taking legal action or possibly other clubs setting a precedent, as I said. The the cases in Belgium and France and and whatnot where they've relegated teams and the decision's been overturned. I mean, the court of arbitration for sport tend to overturn quite a lot of sporting decisions, if I'm completely honest. Um, to do with sort of like drug bans and all that kind of stuff. Um, so whether or not the power of a little club from Birkenhead has got any sort of back into uh, to kind of overturn the uh, the big dogs, if you like. But it's like you say, it's the hope that we can the almost... The precedent is there across football and football, we should be all playing to the same rules and just think that what the AFL have done specifically to us um, it's just sort of it's out of the ordinary and it's just unfair it's, and could have easily been avoided by showing a bit of backbone and making a you know a proper decision and um, protecting the well the welfare of their of their clubs their member clubs and um, by doing this they've protected twenty twenty of the clubs and fought the rest well. It's a thing about I don't know if you read some of the f- fans of other clubs when when they said about we shouldn't be relegated for whatever reason and the, even the thing where they said there should be no relegation but promotion and fans went how's that going to work how's that going to work there's going to be more games and it was like yeah you'll be more games so there'll be more revenue because you'll have more home games and then it turned out that clubs didn't want that or people moaned because th- the solidarity payments would be split more and do you know what it was. I swear someone worked out the amount and it was 27 grand you'd lose that one. 27, yeah. 27 grand. What's that? I think uh, one of the things was, or one of the things that went against it was um, Excuse me. potentially having an additional relegation spot next season. Yeah. And clubs fearing that potentially, you know, they could fall into one of those extra positions that they didn't necessarily have to. But again, it's all the, you know, it's looking after self-interest and not being funny, but we're going back to it again, but the clubs will vote for their, whatever suits them best in that particular will, moment. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been, should not have been um, in their hands to do so. Here's another analogy for you that I've just thought. I was flicking through the channels last night, saw Titanic. So I'll tell you where we are. We're bloody Jack Dawson on the Titanic. Titanic's going down. All the other clubs... They're the ones, they're the blokes running in, pretending to be women, putting a dress on, 
jumping in the lifeboats. There's who's the gobshite with the gun? He threatens people. Um, you know what's his name? Ralph Fiennes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's jumping in. That's bloody Rochdale, Accrington, Wimbledon. They're all jumping in. There's us going. No, no, we're da- we're downstairs, handcuffed to a I don't know what a pillar. Are we? Was it? Yeah, hang- we're handcuffed to a bloody pillar. In comes who's Rose then? I haven't thought about this. If we're if we're Jack, who's Rose? Nicola Palios. Rotherham. No, because Rotherham gone up. Rotherham are on the bloody boat, mate. Come on, Paul, help me out here. This is like ma- oh. I could bring back match oh. film review if you want. South End. Oh god, don't want to... <laughs> South End. Anyway. South End of the bloody the first bloke who died in the engine room. Come on, Paul. You're not helping me. If anything, you're hindering me. It's a long time since I watched Titanic. You should watch it, mate. Do you want, I'll re- do you want me to give you a quick reminder what happens. I, I, I've got a, I've got the gist of what happens. Uh, Big bloody boat it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Did it hit an iceberg or something? Anyway, we lost Jake here, haven't we? Thank God for that. Disappeared. Um, don't know if he's coming back or if we can get him back. But um, yeah. I think um, maybe we should, um, I mean, the first hour or so has been a bit of a rant, a bit of a negativity. I think we should turn around and um, look at all the stuff that Tramir have done over the uh, last few weeks. Yeah, go on. I'm I'm more than willing to try and be positive. So, um, (laughs) it's just going well. Sorry sorry for the pause. It wasn't deliberate. Um, I'm just looking at my Twitter here. Um, crowdfunding for food parcels for people who can't afford food. Yeah. That's quite a good thing. Uh, 10 grand they raised. Well, no, more than that, wasn't it? 12 there was, grand? Yeah, there were some big donations the as well, wasn't there? Um, supplying sort of 500 food parcels for the local community who can't, can't help it. It was for the elderly and the needy, wasn't it? The real... Yeah. And it was fans who volunteered to go and drop them off, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Trust and uh, the Supporters Club. Yeah. Um, all the all the work that, obviously, Chandler Rovers in the community are doing. So looking after the uh, the mental well-being as much as anything of, you know, some of the elderly and the um, more vulnerable in the community. Thinking of, like, the dementia groups that they hold and they're, they're keeping checking up on those. Then we've got um, the season tickets. Yeah, we saw two thousand. Not being, I'm not being funny. I'm trying my fans are mad. Yeah. Uh, chances are we're not going to get in a stadium anytime soon. We've sold nearly two thousand season tickets, which is I take my hat off to all of you who have done that. Unfortunately, I'm not in a position to be able to do that at the minute. No, I'm, I'm the same. Hopefully, hopefully in the in a in a couple of months when things uh, get sorted, we. Might be in a um, a better position to uh, to invest, but to sell two thousand season tickets in a climate like this is just unbelievable. And I know um, a few people who've who've said, you know, I can't really afford to shell out four hundred quid or whatever it is for a ticket, but my club needs me, and I'll just stick me four hundred quid in, and that's just unbelievable. It just says says everything about sort of Tranmere fans in the, in these kind of times well there's, I think I've seen that there's a few fans um, who live a long way away not even in this country and they've said yeah I, I'm, I can't get the game but I'm going to buy a season ticket 
so the club has me money. And I yeah. think people are trying to say, oh, could we then donate them to, you know, someone... Yeah, it was a bit like the SWA2 thing, in a way. So, yeah, yeah it, it's just... Tagging, tagging, on, tagging on to that. I think i um, got to give a shout-out to my mate, Happy Harry, on Twitter, or Matt, um, suggesting the idea of donating shirts to kids in sort of those those sort of vulnerable families. I know a few um, a few schools have taken delivery of new Tranmere shirts. Oh, really? The kids are absolutely buzzing. Um, my missus works in a department with one of the schools in Morton, and um, I think a couple of the kids there have received brand new Tranmere shirts due to donations from Tranmere fans, and they're absolutely buzzing. Chatted, you know, a top that they wouldn't normally have the the fortune to to own has been donated by the generosity of Tranmere fans. I, I wasn't and aware of this. There's just countless, countless sort of schemes like this that have gone out throughout when everybody's struggling. Um, you know, us, us two included with obviously no work coming in yeah. over the last few months and stuff, but continue to ch- ch- their, uh, their, put their money where their mouth is and, um, and help those who are in more need than themselves. And I just think... You know, it uh, makes you proud to be a member of the Super White Army. And then, to the same degree, it makes you think, like, none of these people give a shit about any of this stuff that this football club does. Yeah. Um, and coming back to it and just kind of just let us, let, leaving us to rot, if you like, into in the footballing sense. It just, just makes all that hard work seem a little bit, pointless but obviously it's it's not pointless to the local community yeah um, but it's just totally overlooked by the the wider community if you like so yeah. it's just a, a bit disappointing but um you know the, to the people that it's impacted it's made a massive difference and you know fair play to everyone who's who's donated from we should also shout out um paul curtis as well oh yeah i was, gonna, I was uh, gonna bring that up Who's uh, overpainted the uh, the mural that nobody liked in Oxton Village? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How we all loved. Yeah, it's it's funny how like as soon as like an actual issue happened that affected people, no one cared about it. Obviously, do you know what I mean? Because it doesn't fucking matter. Who? <laughs> it who cares? Do you know what I mean? But so, now, yeah, yeah, it still looks TRFC great. So yeah, the middle of the mural. Yeah, it still and looks it great. Still looks amazing. And he's. Uh, he obviously donated his uh, his fee towards the uh, the food parcels. Yeah, which is um, um, like for, for altering the uh, altering the mural. So he was out. He was out him. there. It was an entire day. He was out there last Friday. Yeah, and he's done an amazing job. You wouldn't notice that he's actually made any alterations. To be fair, no. So um, yeah, it's just it's all this good stuff going on, and um, and obviously we've we've been talking about you know the football side of things, and obviously possibly being demoted. Um, into a league that might not even happen next season because so many League 2 clubs are going to be on their arse. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that um, in a sec. You just, you just, I just thought it was important to you know point out that there's so much good going on with the club just now. And, um, yeah, we shouldn't, shouldn't overlook that because in all this, the local community is standing together and, um, you know, together we'll be stronger. And if we do have to... Uh, play League 2 next season then let's just fucking have it well again Paul to go back to the Titanic 
is is the analogy for you. So we're like Jack, aren't we? And the local community is like Rose, and like Jack's come along and done so much good and changed her life and helped her out. Oh, but we did it. Then we die, don't we? <laughs> I didn't think of that. Ugh. Maybe if we just stop the Titanic, like at about two hour point when they're dancing in the the Irish bar, and it ends there. End. End film. Look out for the iceberg. Don't care. End. Oh, look at this, Jake. You might have heard that noise there, folks. Jake Keogh. What did he say? Um, oh, it's just gone. You have to let me bring it up. You might have noticed Jake here has been uh, conspicuous by the Sorry, absence. gents. My phone died and I've had to come back to the room with the TV. The TV's still on or something. So I'll stay off the call. Oh, yeah. He's working away, to be fair to him. So he's he's in like shared yeah. accommodation with his workmates while he's working away down south. He's in Cambridge. Um, the place where the worst nil-nil away game last season happened, by the way. It was one of the worst games I saw. And I saw there was some during that... Up until like we went on that great run, we, there were some terrible away performances, and that was one of them. Well, it was a point, wasn't it? And it was, that like turned our season round in a way that nil nil. But still, yeah. So he, he's very graciously not coming back on because the TV will be on in the background. So we'll get we'll do another one soon, obviously. Hopefully with some more news, uh, and Jake hopefully will be back at his house. On he's still in the wood, is he? He's got a new new gaff on the wood chairs, hasn't he? Yeah, new gaff on the wood. Yeah, yeah. Nice hasn't invited us around yet, has he? No, why would he? Why would he? No, good stuff. Yeah, I do the jokes, Paul. I'll let that one go. No pun intended. Yeah, it's uh, so, in all yeah. seriousness the, the stuff that the club. I mean, you'll know, Paul. You work at the club, but the stuff the club does all the time anyway doesn't get any credit. Like you say, the um, the, the autism stuff. They do an Alzheimer's one as well, don't they? Like a, a week. A, there's a weekday where people can come in with. Yeah, there's basically things going on all the time. Every day in the rec centre, the there's something. The community side of the club is second to none. And it annoys me it doesn't get enough credit though because the people yeah. there go above and beyond on not good money and they're doing stuff that genuinely makes a difference in the community and then Everton they're, Everton are obviously renowned for the stuff they do for the community it's brilliant but they've got the money to be doing it do you yeah. know what I mean and like it, the stuff that Everton do all clubs should be doing all these big clubs should be doing to the level that they do but yeah. like, we, we almost go so far above and beyond at the level we're at that I just feel it annoys me when people on the Wirral don't care about the football club and they just like, you know, like when the Muir went up and people are like, oh, it's football related. And you think, you think have you got, yeah. what have you done recently for the community? You fucking posh West Kirby Mel's wanker. Take off your, take off your fucking snooty hat and rose-titted specs and come down to Birkenhead. Do you know what? Leave your, leave your gated mansion in Oxton or wherever you are, do you know what I mean? Or from South, or from West Kirby, Mel's and Eswell. Come down and see what it's like, see what the route is like for people in this area and why they want to go to the game every Saturday and just escape. And why, you know, these people, you know, these, these all these classes that are getting put on, all these things to help people who need help and just, you know, volunteer work that's going on, like these food parcels that have been going on last month. And yet there's people on the world who, not only couldn't give a shit about us, but actively rejoice in our when things go bad for us. Like it yeah, pleases it, it pleases them when we do bad or bad things happen to us. And you mm. just think, I, do you know what? I've seen some fucking knobheads. Oh, it's Twitter, and you should never get riled up by Twitter, should you? Because these are faceless goons and morons with usernames like LFC, 
YNWA six times star 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 with a photo of Divock Origi as the profile picture and ha 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 enjoy League 2 yeah fucking well mate when I'm at the game when was the last game you went to have you ever been to a game no do me head in and I'm not just picking on Liverpool fans but that's the you know what I mean I'm using that as an example these people who have a picture of a player as their avatar photo and just a, oh, just do me head in Paul they don't understand yeah. what it means to me and you do you know what I mean like yeah. I like to think we're not. Do you when you get people who are like, do you when you watch documentaries about, like, say, Boca Juniors fans in Argentina, or and they're like, it's life or death. If we lose this game, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you think, get a fucking life. Do you know what I mean? It's not that important. Football's not that important. It, you yeah. can't get too down at the bad things. But you've got to en- you've got to enjoy. But th- you can't really enjoy the good times unless you've enjoyed the bad times. And yeah. like. You know, off the top of me, the playoff final against Forest Green was terrible, and I got really down about it. It was just after my dad died, and like, me mate Nick's mum died, like within like a month of each other. But then at the same time, I was like, it doesn't matter this, does it? Like, I've just had a genuine catastrophe, a genuine tragedy in my life occur, losing my dad. All we've done is lose a playoff final. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wish we'd won. And then the following year, in the last two years, I've been even better for that. So it's yeah. like people just need to, you know, get a grip and like, it's like like you touched on before. If we end up in League Two, it's not the end of the world. But we haven't got to this yet. But like you, you, you just brought it up before about how I can't see there being a twenty-four team League Two next season. How can there's so many clubs in that division that you'd think they're going to be struggling big time with. Especially with no, uh, no money of coming in from gate receipts, any sort of um, income that they can generate normally anyway, outside of football, for the last three or four months. And you've got to look at Macclesfield not paying wages and and clubs like that. Um, there's, they're not going to be on their own in this. And obviously League, League One have clubs have been struggling at the same time South End seems like you know is it, is it going to are there is it, are clubs going to be in a position we all sort of not wanting to go back to Berry and Bolton again but the Football League wanted the assurances that they were going to be in a position to finish the, the season when oh, they didn't have if them clubs at a minute can't afford to pay their players week to week then how can they be in a position to pay for a full season next season? Let's just say... I don't understand it, really. So let's say, for argument's sake, Cheltenham come up, because they were one of the clubs who said, we cannot afford to... We haven't, they said, we have not got the funds to finish the season. That was mm. they, they openly came out and said that. So let's say they win the playoffs in League 2 and come up and take our place. So suddenly they're going to have the funds to start and play a full season, are they? In whenever yeah. it is, September. It's not going to happen. I think I think there's I think there's a lot more twists and turns to come in the cut in the next few months where the, so many clubs here's the thing again Paul, so many sh- clubs have been so short sighted in just voting thinking end the season and that's the end of all our trouble it's not the end of all your trouble yeah. you just voted to end the season and in doing so that means this season is now finished no more money for you no more solidarity yeah. payments for you this season no more TV money you're not in the playoffs. And so all of a sudden you're going, oh no. 
and now you've got to release your players. Come, I mean, there's another thing now. What for lower league players now? You know, maybe not your championship players, but your League One, your League Two. Andy Cook is a good example of a player like this. Your National League, League One, League Two players. You know, that, that, there's your career path. So all of a sudden, if you're out of contract this summer, you better be expecting half what your previous contract was. Yeah. What cl- what clubs out there? Especially, have you, there's the several rumours that clubs are going to be voting to bring in salary caps. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think there needs to be some regulation. But just an outright... Because, again, how could you have a salary cap in League 1 and League 2 and not in the Championship? How would that work? Yeah. Because then, like, yes. a situation when a Sunderland comes down, how, how can you physically go from... Say you've been relegated from the Premier League, like Sunderland were, into the Championship, and you've got a wage bill of £40 million... And then suddenly you go down again. You gotta get it. Down you just have to literally. You just have to literally. Like, do the EFL. Can you just rip up every single contract? Or do, do you have to have a clause built into each one that goes. Yeah. You're, I think it's, it's unworkable in the way that they're talking nice, about it. Yeah, it's a nice idea. I don't think, in theory, it's very practical. It might take five years to implement. It should be, Paul. A, a salary Easy cap. to do. Based like on the, percentage. The league, when they started the Super League in, in the UK and they set up a salary cap as a brand new competition, you can't just say to clubs, like you've just given the example, Sunderland are probably paying, well, they're paying over the odds, aren't they, for most of the players? Yeah. But, um, so they've got a 40 million wage bill, and the average for League One is, I don't know, 3 million, 4 million. So you're going to say, right, the salary cap's four million. They've got to decrease this the the their wage bill by thirty six million pounds. Can't do it. It's just not practical. It's like the opposite of the film Brewster's Millions, and he struggles to spend it. But I think um, already we've seen, um, and I've seen just before we uh, started recording, Forest Green, an example, um, with their release list. I think you'll see more and more players who are out of contracts will just leave. Um, there won't be many contracts being renewed. I can't and see I think that. Some of their, their highest earned players will be the first ones to uh, to be um, seeing the exit door. To be fair, and I think it's going to be a really tough time for footballers who are probably as strange as it may sound. League One footballer might be as well getting a day job and playing sort of Conference I, North. Yeah, and if you can pick up, you know. Four five hundred quid a week playing part time, or but even then, sort of Evo stick level. Yeah, but I think the problem they, for a lot of them is Paul that a lot, especially the young lads coming through, they don't know anything other than they've been mollycoddled in these academies since the age of ten. Yeah. They don't know what the real world is, and for them yes. to go and get a real, a real, you know, inverted commas, real job. They, where would they start? They wouldn't know. They'd be like, for a start, they'd be like, "I'm a professional footballer." I'm not getting a job in Tesco. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not getting a, a delivery job doing this. And I, th- I think there's going to be, people seem to think now that this vote has, like I said before, fixed everything. You just wait now until these seasons finish. And then the whole plan has to be, okay, wh- when when is the next season going to start? Mm. How do we prepare, how are these clubs going to prepare for this? What's happening with a transfer window? 
um, what's happening with contracts? How can clubs sign players? When is money going to get? You know, when are the clubs going to get what money? There's another thing. Like what, what happens now? They, they Palios estimated that it cost us a million pound and in in, this relegation. Yeah, there's just a financial lawsuit waiting to happen. It's. I, tr- I think I tried to say it before that the salary cap. Maybe you could do a salary cap based on percentage of turnover. Yeah, that's probably the most sensible thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think they are sort of possible. You can only, that, how that isn't a thing anyway is a joke, isn't it? Should be able to spend. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of that kind of guy. Fair play, but nobody sort of plays to the rules, do they? Really? It's a whole thing. It's a fucking joke. P- like you got Man City and PSG selling the name and rights to the ground for five hundred million pounds. Who too? Oh, the people that own the club. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, did someone else put a bid in, did they, for just below that? Did it go to tender? No, it didn't. It's bollocks. Oh, and then, oh, you're employing Neymar's mum as a scout for a million pound a year. It just, fuck, the whole game, whole game stinks. I was hoping that this might finally bring some, like, you know, rational thought and normality. Palios has been saying for years, something has to be done to fix the game. Andy Holt, as before, he went fucking quiet to save Akrington's skin that something had to happen to save the game because it was going to yeah. implode. If this is what causes it, so be it. If 20 clubs in League 1 and League 2 and the Championship go to the wall as a result of this, so be it. Because you should be running your club right. And do you know what? If this was five, six years ago, we'd 100% have been one of these clubs going straight to the wall because we'd have had yeah. nothing. We'd be finished. And it needs like football in this country and in the world in general cannot go on how it is paying these insane wages. To and I've said I've said it before, and I think you agree that the the true greats, the Messi's, your Ronaldo's, the best in the world players, they deserve all that money. The Bales, you know, Harry Kane's, they deserve that money because they are the best in the world, and that's the money comes into the sport because of players like them. It's your bog standard shit house shite. Championship League One, League Two players, who the ones who I look at and go, I'm better. I was I was better than you. I should say, yeah. Or you know, like how have they they've had careers? They eke out careers of footballer, and you just think you're earning. You know, I'm trying to think of examples. Lee Catmull's one for me. I just look at him and just think, and he played in the Prem for a long time. He's a bang mm. average. I'm not saying I'm better than it, but like he's a bang average player. I think everyone can see that. He's, he's so limited in what he can do. And he was on something obscene, like 40 grand a week at Sunderland, wasn't he? 40 yeah, grand a week for God knows how long. And you just think, uh, Jay Spearing's another one. Look at him. When we, when we played Blackpool, he didn't stand out. One eye we were on that pitch. Someone like him in a game, in a League One match, should be standing out head and shoulders above the rest. He was at Liverpool yeah. his whole career, then he went to Bolton and Blackpool. And he's just fallen down, down, and now he's a bog-standard League One midfielder who got outclassed in a game by 39-year-old David Perkins, Conor Jennings, and Alex Woodyard. And it's these players on that money, and you just think, you don't deserve £40,000 a week. And then there's players like in League One, you don't deserve six, seven, eight grand a week at these clubs. And all of a sudden now, Paul, a lot of them are going to be out of contract, and no one's going to go... Touch them with a the barge pole. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm just wondering, like, um, I mean, football without players is not is worse than football without fans. Yeah, which is, uh, an interesting thought. You know, whole different, whole different ball 
football game or not, as the case may be. Good pun there, Paul. Another have one. You, have you been watching any of the football, like the Bundesliga or anything? Yeah, I, I actually watched. I've, uh, I, the first weekend I come back, I tried to watch a bit, but then it was so soulless. Yeah, just like, like it's, it's just not the same. They started just, piping in. I, I watched some La Liga over the weekend, and, and they've got like it's funny. You've got those like fake cardboard crowds. Yeah. But they're piping in crowd noise. And is, I th- that, is that the TV companies or is that. I think it's in the stadium. Because I, I thought when I first heard that, I thought, That's, I'm going to hate it. It's going to be terrible. But then watching the game, and it was just background. You're know, like when you turn a game on in Spain and there's just background, like generic chant. And you yeah, yeah. know what they're saying, but they're just chanting. And it, it helped so much. Because then, literally, I just glanced up. I think it was Espanol versus... Who was it? Might have been... Not Ibar. Might have been Levante. Something like that. I think Espanol yeah, yeah, yeah. won 2-0. And um, at first glance, you put it on, you can hear the crowd. I looked up and there's like the cardboard cutouts. And it looked like a, it looked like a proper game. It <laughs> felt like a proper game. It's weird. Yeah. It was opposed to the Bundesliga games where it was just silent. And you can just hear Jaden Sancho shouting for the ball. And I thought I'd hear a lot more swearing. But, which I haven't, which is annoying. I was hoping, maybe with the Prem coming back, but they'll probably have fake crowd noise. It, do, it does help the fake crowd noise, but it's... Yeah, well, uh, I've read, read this afternoon that um, the Premier League have written to all the clubs to ask players to... Um, not swear. Keep the swearing to a minimum and uh, not crowd the referee and not celebrate with... What is this? Like, like, kind of stuff. like Big Brother? just making it even more soulless than it needs to be anyway yeah it's just like getting Davina McCall to go you are live on channel 4 please do not swear like like football swearing's a part of football especially as players anyone who's ever played like just five or seven of your mates knows you're going to swear I don't want to hear them I don't want to hear Harry Kane miss a, a chance and go oh, fiddlesticks I want to hear him go fuck I want to hear people you know giving you know I want to hear the aggro and stuff that should be one thing that would make it you'd be like oh this is more interesting than with crowd noise, but I'm sure the people at the Premier League wants to water it down and ruin it somehow. Yeah. Because, you know, I really a few of me and my friends have spoke about this. I realised, and I, I love football, and like a few years ago, I was even very recently, I'd any game that was on, I'd watch it. I enjoy it, and I still do love watching football. But I've kind of realised during this that like it's not so much the football watching it I've missed; it's going the game. And yeah, seeing yeah. me mates at the game because uh, I'm imagine for a lot, this, we've added something, didn't we? yeah, a lot of people like I'm sure the same that like it's some of my best mates to go to the game with. But as you get older, especially and like life, you don't you know you don't get to see them as much. And that regularity of going the home game every two weeks and doing the aways and seeing them for you know a good five six hours on a Saturday and a midweek game, it, it like keeps friendships together. And like yeah. we obviously we've been doing like Skype calls, Zoom calls, and stuff like that with everyone. But it's that again, it's that human contact, it's that camaraderie, it's that it's Saturday, right? Two o'clock, I'll meet you at the halfway. We'll walk down, we'll go to the shop. I'll get me picnic bar, the unlucky picnic bar. I'll change it to. A, I think I was on Boost every time. I was like, right, to get a different chocolate bar here because none of them have worked this season. Ended up, I was having a Boost bar by the by the Cambridge game. But it's that thing of just yeah. I, it's not. I haven't missed football. I've missed Tramia. I've missed going the game. I've yeah. missed seeing my friends at the game, and I'm sure most people will feel that as well. It's that going the game thing. And again, there's fans. You know what? There'll be tele clappers, copites, Man U fans, you know, fans who will never understand that. 
the yeah. idea of the game is sitting at home in the armchair with oh I've paid extra so I've got ultra HD I don't care I'll give you what the best Ultra HD is. Your own fucking eyes at the game. Freezing your bollocks off. Stood on that tennis with the wind at Accrington. Nearly killing me and blowing me off the top. It's sitting there freezing cold at Blackpool as you're hanging, clinging on to a 2-1 win. It's sitting there absolutely freezing at Shrewsbury as Cordy Blacker-Taylor somehow squeezes in a 95th minute winner that turns your season. That's what football's about and that's what I've missed. <sighs> Turns out I didn't turn our season though, did I? Well, well, no. <laughs> May as well not have done it. Could have. Do you know what? If we hadn't, it would have been better because then I'd be sat here going, fucking thank God we got relegated. Ended it. Thank God we didn't <laughs> have to play on that season. Thanks, Cordy Blacker-Taylor, you scumbag. You ruined it. <laughs> but yeah. It's, uh, Paul, been I, a, been a, been I should point out, it has, I'm getting um, called away. I've got to go and, we've got to go and drop our keys off in Heswell at the... Uh, Letting agents, so they've got them tomorrow morning. I mean, I mean, do when you get that text? Yeah, I'm saying shut up. Finish. Yeah, go and stop talking to Paul Harp. He's a bad. Well, I think we've uh, we've talked long enough. Anyway, big thank you to everyone for listening and downloading. And of course, yeah. Whenever been... you're listening to this, um, please feel free to uh, give us a rating on iTunes and stuff. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you've got any comments, send them in at this is Tramia. Um Send us your reviews on on iTunes as well. We'll uh, we'll read we'll read them all. Yeah, to do them on 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 the Apple Podcast app. Just when you're downloading the podcasts on our podcast page, scroll to the bottom, and there's a little thing there where you can click leave a review. Click five star, leave a five star rating, and just write a little review saying you know like really enjoy the podcast. Uh, best tram your podcast going. Don't have to pay for it. Um, don't like Paul Harper on a personal level, but don't mind the podcast. You know, just whatever you want to write. I'm not I'm trying to put ideas in your head or anything like that. Um, and then you can uh, also get it on SoundCloud and Spotify. Yeah, just search this is Trammy. If you if you do want to listen to a more serious kind of Trammy podcast, then you know there is an alternative, and that's cool. And um, I'm all for you know more and more Trammy content. The more the merrier. Yeah, I just feel particularly at this kind of time when every single day we seem to be asking people to put their hand in the pocket again. I just think it's a little bit hard to keep asking and asking and going to the well all the time, which is why I've never wanted us to be like that. No. Um, and obviously the, the supporters club do help us out big time. Been, and we will be asking you for more money soon. Yeah. Been, <laughs> um, meaning, been meaning to say that, Paul. Am I still, am I still okay? I'm not belittling what Matt, the two Matts are doing and they're probably going to do a fucking brilliant job. Um, and it'll it'll be great to listen to. So do go go ahead if you can, if you can afford to. Well, they had Jay Harris on, haven't they? On there? just from a personal point of view, and I think Matt and Jake agree, is that we we didn't want to ask fans to put their hand in the pocket and and help us out, even if even when we kind of needed it a little bit last year. Um, but thankfully, the sports club did step up and, and help us out. But you know, that's just just a, me being a little bit on my soapbox. But. Um, well, Paul, let's be honest. If, if 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 we had the audacity to try and charge for this shite, then you know, I mean, we I we should be locked we'll up. Be told where to shove it. So yeah, quite rightly so. Yeah. Oh, by the we way, Paul, we'll continue. We'll continue to do this for as long as people want to listen to it. So. Yeah. Not long then, by the sound. Since of you things. stop wanting to listen to it, then we'll 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 pack it in. I, am I still we'll, okay to lend that three hundred quid, Paul? As long as there's still people wanting to listen to us, we will we will keep going regardless. But um, yeah, I've kept you long enough. So um, thank you very much for tuning in. This has been This is Tramia. 
June 2020, we're going down, we're staying up, who knows what we're doing. Who gives a but, fuck? Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll speak to you all very soon. Yeah, See hopefully as soon as there's some sort of news, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ups and downs over the next few months, who knows where the football world or the world will even be in a couple of months' time. But yeah, maybe maybe we'll be talking next time. Any Basically, the next time that there's any sort of break in the case... Um, do you know what? Maybe I'll take it up as a private investigator, as a PI. Do you reckon? I've seen, yeah. I've seen Paul. I've seen Turner and Hooch. You've watched a lot of telly. I've seen Turner and Hooch. Law, I watch Law and Order all the time. I've seen CSI. I know all that. Uh, I've seen what other like cop films? Die Hard's a police film. I've seen all them. Lethal Weapon. There you go. Yeah. What we? That's what we need. Then we need Joe Pesci. He'll sort it out. <laughs> Paul, if I can, I leave that with you. You get Pesci in. Yeah, we'll sort it. Or Paul Pesci will do if you can't get Joe Pesci. Same, similar Anyone height. Yeah. Right then, uh, yeah. We're going down, are we? Might be staying up. Who knows? We'll be back probably in a few weeks' time when there's more news. Either way, up the fucking Samia. At this is Tramia on Twitter. At my Hibbert on Twitter. At Paul Harper82. At Jake Keo Double H. Still. Yeah, but at the main one, at This Is Tramia. Facebook page as well, at This Is Tramia. Leave us comments, anything you like, if you enjoy the things, any questions, get in touch. Soundcloud.com forward slash This Is Tramia. Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. We'll be back as soon as there are any more breaks in the case. PI, Matt Hibbert here, Sergeant Paul Harper, and Chief Superintendent Jake here. We'll see you later. Suadami! Suadami!